0: Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the. New-
1: Very happy and full of life. Let's hear it for you. A lot of awesome comics in back. Let's hear it for them. Uh, awesome. I'm your host, Cameron Esposito. It's so nice to be here. I look great. I'm trying a new look sweater, sweater vest. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> uh, I was talking to somebody last night and they were talking about their 21st birthday. You guys, <sighs> how was your 21st? Did anybody have like a particularly good one? Anybody here have a particularly good one? Like, yeah. knock it out of the park? You did? Yes. Oh, yes. What was yours? I ended up face down at Snowbank. Fit. Fa- <laughs> 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 they were my friends. Twins that you. Friends yeah, friends. yeah, you're two... Fr- you're two. But I, Number one, I don't know if you've ever tried stand up comedy, but that was definitely the right way to deliver that punchline. <laughs> I ended up face down in a snowbank with twins. Who are my friends? She got so stressed out. See, you know what is funny is that I think you thought I was gonna be like, oh, twins you were fucking, but I have a different brain than you have apparently because I was like, twins you had just delivered? Because I hope those babies are okay. You can't give birth in a snowbank. Wow, you have so much to say, I love you. Babies are forged in fire, not snow. Whatever, that's amazing. Fire and, babies are forged in fire and snow. You, this is the most interesting Game of Thrones episode. <laughs> babies are forged in fire and snow the Khaleesi looks decent in the Terminator trailer. I'll tell you guys that much. You know what I'm saying? Anybody seen it yet? Here's it because the, um I was so stressed because the, I don't know if you guys saw that Entertainment Weekly cover where like they made her look all sexy, but thank God in the trailer she's still, like regular Sarah Connor with like split in the middle bangs and she's like, get in here. <laughs> Actually, I believe she says come with me if you want to live because that's like the whole quote from the movie. But, um, <laughs> It would be amazing if they led up to it and then nobody said it in the movie. Like, if it it was, like, the natural thing to say and they were just like, attend! Put yourself in the car, let's go! If they only didn't say... (laughs) If Arnold was like, goodbye in Spanish, if he just said that, you know, like... (laughs) That kind of stuff would be cool. But I was thinking about my 21st birthday. Um, Not too... Not too... Uh, My 21st birthday, I, um, well, my friends threw me a surprise party, which was super cool of them. And also, at the time, um, I was coming out at a Catholic university where you couldn't, uh, where the sexual orientation wasn't uh, wasn't protected in the non-discrimination policy. So, like, I was realizing I was gay, and also if I would have come out, I could have been kicked out of school. So it was a really intense time in my life, and for that reason, I think, I mean, at the time, I just thought, this is fun, but one thing I used to do when I drank, I used to wear funny hats and glasses. Which is a cry for help from a young gay kid. Just like, does this look straight? I have a flamingo on my head! Was was, was this what women do? Women who want men, put the dick between the flamingo legs, let's go. But so it was like my legendary thing. Guys, I've always been a legend, of course. It was my legendary thing. Oh, drinking hats and goggles. That's Plus I had this other thing I would do that my friends all thought was really wacky and like um like a funny character trait, which is that I would disappear from parties. Like the you know, like that Irish goodbye sort of thing where you just like take off. But what I was really doing was going to my girlfriend's place. Like, all of my friends were like, Cameron, you crazy! You leave a party and then we don't see you for three days. And I was like, I know, I'm having like joyful sex. That's what I am. I'm like allowing my body to be happy. Um, but I like, wasn't fully out, so I was just like, I know, I don't know what happened either. I just like <laughs> would leave a party in a coconut bra and not come home for three days. One, I mean, this is, like, this was my thing. Like, I wore, like, a karate gi. I have never taken karate, but I found, like, a, the, it's, like, the white thing with the belt. I, I just found one on campus, so I would wear it all the time around campus, so much so that one time during, like, a parents' weekend sort of a thing that my parents uh, didn't attend one of the days, they, like, got a call from one of their friends that was like, we saw Cameron on campus. She's really into karate. <laughs> This is what happens when you're gay and you can't be. You're just trying. It's just like a very Daniel Sun experience. It was confusing. <laughs> but my 21st birthday, my friends threw me a drinking hats and goggles birthday surprise party. So I went out with my uh, boyfriend. Wait a minute, what? No, that's right. I, I did have a girlfriend, like a secret girlfriend, uh, but I also had a boyfriend. Um, I had a, you know, a, a boyfriend as well. And then also another boyfriend. I <laughs> had... <laughs> I had uh, two boyfriends and a girlfriend. (laughs) That's true. The boyfriends never got that far. (laughs) With me, I was just always like, I'm very fun! Is that what you're looking for? We used to play this darts game with my one boyfriend. We used to play this darts game, um, and the rules of the game were, if you, you throw a dart and if you hit something, you drink a beer and you if you and if you don't hit something you also drink a beer (laughs) which is how i could stand to spend time with him it's so sad but it's true he had like a great personality and then he would want to like touch my shoulders and stuff i don't know how to explain how much i think heterosexuality is disgusting (laughs) It's like part of the reason I understand homophobia. Like, I understand homophobia. <laughs> uh, number one, shut the fuck up. Like, th- like that's, that's the problem. It's not that I don't get where you're coming from. If you're like, uh, 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 I, that's fine. But just so you know, that's how I've lived every day of my entire life and I am smiling through it. <laughs> Oh, my favorite actresses who I would love to kiss. I always go see their movies when they kiss men, and I don't even barf in the aisles.
0: <laughs>
1: would I like to see Emily Blunt do a push-up and then save the world? Yes. Would I like to see Emily Blunt do a push-up off of another woman? I would prefer to see that, it turns out. But I will go see her do either push-up. <laughs> So I like, I'm very, I'm like very, it's not good, actually. Like last night I was like, keep it to go like, you know, take it home! I think I actually, that escaped my mouth last night. After I accidentally charged a kid, um, this is going very in a meandering way. We'll finish it up pretty quickly. Um, last night... There was a kid across the street from my house, and he like popped out from a bush, he was probably six, and he had like a realistic looking gun that was not, but with an orange tip, thank God, and he like looked at me and my fiance, and he went like, pow, pow, and he kept pulling the trigger on the gun, and he was looking at me in the eye, and I went like, oh, come on, and I started to cross the street, and my fiance stopped me and was like, I'm sorry, what are you gonna go do right now? <laughs> And then I was like, that's a really good point. I don't know what I thought I was going to do. He was six. Like, it was very aggressive behavior. And he should not have been pointing a gun at anybody. But also, like, I don't, I, you know, just like, oh, you're actually much, I thought it was just the distance. Um, <laughs> but you're super small because you're a child. Sorry about that. I, did I scare you? That's Yeah, take, you know, take that as a lesson. Um... <laughs> but my twenty first birthday i uh went out to dinner with my boyfriend and then I uh, went out to dessert with my other boyfriend and then um, <laughs> the one the second the dessert boyfriend took me to my friend's uh, my friend's apartment, and then all my other friends were in there. Uh, wearing hats and goggles, and they were all drinking, and one of them gave me, like, a, one of those, like, jugs of wine, like a, like a, where there's, like, a little teeny, you know, you can, like, you can, like, do that. Like, you can drink it off your elbow. You know those kinds of... Anyway, um... And I drank a lot of it, and then my girlfriend came to the party, but I was kind of, like, standing away from her. Um, and what I do remember about my 21st birthday is that, like... Both boyfriends went home eventually. Oh, they both came to the party. They didn't know I was dating both of them. I am a... Pimp. (laughs) Yes. I was going to say secret agent, but I even feel like that was the right person to say that. Whoever said pimp, I don't know if that's your actual speaking voice, but you were the right person to say that in the room. Pimp. (laughs) <laughs> you were leaning back when you said that weren't you yes. yeah I know the chair reclined for some reason and you're against the wall you went you know the whole wall reclined. <laughs> uh, that's cool But this is—it's the so I was so I then I, I was not feeling well because I had drunk a bunch of the wine and then I went and I got in my friend's bed and then I started barfing in that bed and then all my friends came in my my like close female friends came in to just kind of be like are you okay and like slowly rub my back also like I probably should have barfed not directly in the bed but sometimes you're just like it's the best I can do you know and I was wearing like a like a strapless dress that was just rolling up and down into a belt with also a strapless bra, and then also a thong. Do you understand that that just looks like three strips of cloth? (laughs) I was just wearing the costume design from the fifth element. (laughs) And I, was, and I started throwing up. I couldn't get out of the bed. And I was like, I'm so sorry I'm barfing in your bed. And then I also got real honest, you know, because the alcohol started to kick in. So I also started coming out to them. So I was going like, I am sorry about the vomit. And that is what my butt looks like. And I'm a gay person. <laughs> So um, if I could say anything to kind of round this story out, it would be, I am so sorry to my friend Michelle, whose bed I never replaced. (laughs) It was a cheap futon. I should have popped for a brand new mattress. Um, Michelle, if you're listening to the podcast version of this show, I... Probably can't afford the bed you sleep in now as just a gift, but if you want like a shitty college mattress a futon delivered to your house next day shipping. I am totally there. Thanks for letting me puke and come out in your bed. <laughs> hey cool, we're going to keep the show rolling. This is a pal the show we love when it comes by. Let's hear right now for Ahmed Barusha, guys. Get up for him. Yeah!
2: Cameron Esposito, let her hear it. Make some noise. Man, I never even had a girlfriend growing up. She had two, (laughs) one of each. That's cool. I'm a loser. A lot of people are blaming ADD for kids not paying attention in school, right? But I feel like people forget that school sucks. You know, like I used to think history was boring. That's because in school they just shoved the date down your throat. Just the date, the date, the date, the date, the date. The date is the least interesting part of a story. I've never been telling someone a story, I've been like, oh man. Got these two Italian supermodels back to my apartment. One thing led to another. What day was it, man? What day was it? What was the date? Get to the details. Who was president? What was the climate? Hear so it. Like, I used to think George Washington was boring, right? But he's murdered people, went to war, he turned down being king of America. He's probably stabbed someone in the face with a knife at the end of a gun. Like, he'll kill people back you to be like, I'm sorry, I'm killing you. <laughs> I'll remember this day forever. <laughs> then he became president, and all I can remember in school is a cherry tree store, which is not even real. They made it up. They made up a less interesting story about him. They're like, hey, no George Washington? Oh, is that the cherry tree guy? No, that's fake. He murdered people on Christmas. (laughs) That's like in a thousand years from now. They'll be like, you know, George W. Bush led this country to a war all based on a lie? What? I thought he just trampled his father's azalea patch. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't even have an azalea patch. I don't understand why refrigerator door ice machines are so loud. (laughs) Right? It's so embarrassing to cool your drink at someone else's house. Everyone's in the living room watching a movie. You go in the kitchen and it's just like... (laughs) One ice cube. Just one ice cube. <laughs> I just need like three or four more. <laughs> Finally just give up. You just open the freezer. There's just an already made pile of ice in there. You're like, what the hell is the noise? I thought I was at least making the ice. What's happening in there? Well, this tiny? Just slide it down the tube. Like, what's happening? Just a tiny robot in there just kicking around ice. Like, pop, too Just slide it down the tube. <laughs> I used to work for a bank, but for legal reasons, I'm not allowed to say the name of the bank, so let's just call it Bank X. Uh, Actually, let's call it Bank A. Actually, let's call it Bank of A. (laughs) America. uh, (laughs) It's a shitty job. It's a corporate job. You can tell you have a shitty job. If at your job, they try to motivate you with candy or pizza parties. (laughs) Right? If that's the carrot they dangle in front of you at work, you fucked up. (laughs) Like, every day, they come, like, come on, Abba, don't you want to work harder? Don't you want a pizza party? 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 I'm like, no, I'm an adult. I know how to get pizza. (laughs) I have a car and a wall and go home and eat pizza without people I hate around. (laughs) Very affordable. There's only five of us, like, two pizzas. Pizza party on me. Fuck you. Next time someone tries to offer you a pizza party to work, just bring a pizza party to work. Like, fuck you. Everyone gets a pizza party. (laughs) We're leaving early. (laughs) Like, oh shit, you can just get pizza? (laughs) My dad's very protective, very protective father, very paranoid, especially over my little sister, she's the baby you do anything for us at the drop of a hat. Like, she was driving in Massachusetts, a state over from where my parents live in Rhode Island, and her car starts breaking down, and her first instinct is to call my dad and say, Dad, I go to work, my car's breaking down, so in Massachusetts, can you get it? And he goes, okay, and just goes and gets it, right? But when he gets there, the door's locked, and he has a temper, too. He calls my sister, she has to get pinged at work, it's like, boom! Monica, your dad's on line one. She's like, what are you doing? You locked the car. I can't get in the car. She's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. He's locked. I can't get in. He hangs up the phone, calls his tow truck buddy because he just has weird friends everywhere. And This guy just unlocks the door, and when the door opens, a waft of pot smoke billows out of the car. My dad's Muslim, he doesn't like that. You know, like he's like he goes crazy, he calls my he looks down, there's a bong laying on the driver's seat. Like like a bong? Like what are you, a cartoon character? Like who's smoking a bong while driving? He's like, ugh, get a joint, be responsible, you know, like have a hand free. Have a hand free. <laughs> He calls my mom, He's like, she's a pothead, I knew it, she's a pothead. She's forgetting to pay her bills, that's why she's a pothead. My mom calls my sister, it's like, boom, Monica, your mom's on line one. She's like, what are you doing, your dad's going crazy. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, ah, oh. she hangs up the phone, my dad tows the car all the way back to Rhode Island, he looks at the car, he realizes it's not her car. <laughs> Just towed some pothead's car. And it wasn't even like on the side of the street, it was in their driveway. <laughs> Just took it out of their driveway. This poor pothead just comes out, and they're just like, oh, shit. She just goes on an adventure. Like, where did I... My mom started freaking out. She's like, honey, this is a federal offense. You stole a car over state lines. He called the cops. He's like, hello. I'd like to put a car theft. It was me. I stole the car. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm bringing it back. And they just put it back in the driveway and left. <laughs> I just love that this poor pothead just comes back from their adventure, and they're like... The driveway. (laughs) Should have checked the driveway. Hey, guys, it's been great. Thank you very
1: much. next comic we had an awesome drop in tonight he's an old friend of mine from Chicago uh, which is where we first met but now he is just killing it on the national scene he's here to try out some uh, Justin Bieber roast jokes tonight Uh, but today it was just announced today uh, that finally we will get a chance to see his show on Comedy Central uh, coming up I believe in July so let's hear right now for Hannibal Burris guys give it up for Hannibal (laughs)
3: Thank you. What's up? Hello.
0: It's nice to see you.
3: <clears throat> Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, all right. I'm, I want to try some roast jokes, but before I'll do some some regular stuff to set the mood. I was uh, I was walking out of the the Trader Joe's in Malibu. Don't ask. Uh, I was getting I, just as I cleared the doors. I hear a voice say, hey, do you know who 42 is? And, I'm
0: like,
3: and in my head, I'm like, yo, is a, is a white person about to try to have a conversation with, a, is a white person about to have a conversation with me about Jackie Robinson right now?
0: <laughs> I'm
3: shocked, because I knew exactly what he was talking about when he said it, but the, when he said it, I'm like, do I have on? a Jackie Robinson jersey right now? No, I don't. I don't even own any baseball jerseys. So I say, what? And he says, oh, Jackie Robinson is 42, this old white dude in the 70s. Jackie Robinson is 42, and yeah, I'm old enough I saw him play. Yeah. Jackie Robinson. And then he just went to his car. (laughs) And uh, if you're wondering why I didn't say why the fuck are you talking to me about Jackie Robinson right now, it's because uh, i was—I was punch drunk with confusion right there. <laughs> my, I did not have my my wits at the time. I was—I was working in New Orleans and i, I went to watch that basketball team. That basketball team was the Pelicans and I went and went to a game with a friend. It's a piece of of people come up to me in public and say weird shit. People have a comfort level with me (laughs) that I don't really appreciate. I don't know. Just, oh, you're on television so I could say this weird ass thing to you. It's not cool, man. This girl comes up to me and she says, I have to tell you something. I'm like, you sure you have to? (laughs) She says, I have to tell you something. My ex-boyfriend is obsessed with you, and he used to play your comedy albums while I would suck his dick. Is that? Hey. Yeah, you didn't have to say that. Uh, You didn't have to say that to me. I don't. I think he probably wouldn't. He didn't want you to say that to me either. Nobody needed to. You know what I have to say? Security, we got a technical foul. Ejection. That was weird. So yeah, I'm doing a Justin Bieber roast on Saturday. It's very weird to, I have a few friends that's also doing it. It's weird. It's a weird mind state where, for a month, you're thinking of horrible things to say <laughs> about people you've worked with, and people I've enjoyed, and people. Just this is weird, but you gotta do it, man. You don't have to, but it's a, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> So I'll set the dais. Uh, Kevin Hart is the roast master. The dais is uh, Jeff Ross, of course. Shaquille O'Neal, Snoop Dogg, Martha Stewart for some reason.
0: <laughs>
3: Chris D'Elia, comedian Chris D'Elia, Natasha Legero. Uh, am I missing somebody? Oh, i missing, Natasha Legero. Ludacris. And Pete Davidson, but I haven't written any jokes about him because why? Uh, that's what I want to say to him. Like, dude, I'm not writing fucking jokes for you. you First year SNL player, I'm not writing, writing jokes about you. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Kevin Hart's the roast master. He probably will introduce me by saying something disrespectful about my career. I can't do a good Kevin Hart. I'm not a good impersonation. Please wait on the state, Hannibal <laughs> Don't applaud that, it's weak. Thank you, Kevin, thank you, uh, Kevin. Congrats on all your success. I'm sure it's gonna last forever. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Hart, everybody, Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin has to get out of here. Kevin can't stay. He's gotta be back on Shaq's keychain before the clock strikes midnight. Uh, We have an amazing day is here. Shaq and Kevin Hart, is this a roast or Tyler Perry's of Mice and (laughs) Mint? You got to give it up for Kevin Hart for making it as far as he did. It had to be tough growing up as the child of a woman and a kazoo. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, you're a very loud comedian. You yell a lot. You're very loud, Kevin. The only uh, Kevin has a big mouth. The only thing bigger than Kevin Hart's mouth is Shaq's mom's vagina. Shaq's, Shaq's mom's vagina. Jeff Ross, the Roastmaster General Jeff Ross, is the only person here on the dance that's making 95% of his yearly income today. Uh, so what would Jeff Ross do without roasts? You have a weird place in show business. The only way for you to get on TV is by hurting someone. You're like a Ferguson police officer. <laughs> Ludacris is here. Ludacris' last album was called Battle of the Sexes, which is perfect because whenever it comes on, me and my girlfriend fight to see who could turn it off first. <laughs> <laughs> NBA Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal. I'm a big fan of Shaquille. Shaquille is a very unique player. Shaquille O'Neal is the first and only player in NBA history to have his shoe size. IQ, and jersey all be the same number. <laughs> Shaq will do commercials for anything. The only thing Lord, is Shaq's integrity is his free throw percentage. Free throw percentage. Natasha Leggero. Natasha Leggero was a, uh, she was a judge on Last Comic Standing because she wasn't funny enough to be a contester. Uh, <laughs> Natasha has a web series called Tubbing with Tosh. The premise is that the host, Tosh, gets into a bathing suit and pretends to be relevant.
0: <laughs>
3: I'm not saying Natasha is a whore, but I'm saying that Shaq can fit both of his feet in her pussy. <laughs> Natasha is a very accomplished actress. You know, she's acted a lot. Uh, actually, the word prostitute appears on Natasha's IMDb page more than it does on a Heidi Fleiss court document. Right. Whatever, I'm working it out. And I didn't write that one. I'm throwing invisible person under the bus right now for that. Chris D'Elia, comedian Chris D'Elia is here. Uh, some of you know Chris, his uh, last special was called White Male, Black Comic. Which is interesting because black comics describe Chris D'Elia as fuck boy. <laughs> Chris D'Elia sucks. Chris D'Elia is like if Dane Cook became a hairdresser. Actually, Dan Cook and Chris have a little beef with each other. It's like when if if Syria and Iraq are fighting, you're like, good, I hope they kill each other.
0: (laughs) Chris is never
3: drinking liquor, smoked, or done drugs. His only vice is performing horrible stand-up comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Who else? Who else? Oh, Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart, Martha Stewart is so old. Martha Stewart is so old her first recipe said herbs, spices, and two blacks for labor. (laughs) Martha Stewart dated Anthony Hopkins, but broke up with him when she saw him play Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. She said she couldn't date anyone who came off more evil than her on camera. Martha Stewart, Martha I'm happy to see Martha step back into her old role as lead interior decorator for the Illuminati <laughs> and on to the, the guest of honor, Justin Bieber you dainty wigger you uh, laughter they say that you roast the ones you say, say that you only roast the ones you love, but I don't like you at all, man. Uh, I'm just here because this is a real good opportunity for me. Uh, so thank you. You gotta get up for Bieber. He he started out from the bottom and he's still a bottom. Uh Bieber from Canada, where they have a healthcare center. Well, Bieber's from Canada where they have a healthcare system where there are virtually no deaths during childbirth. Unfortunately. (laughs) Bieber's dad wasn't around when he grew up, so his mom had to be both parents. So that's why Bieber has to be his own hot older sister. (laughs) Bieber, I get why you got famous, but I don't understand why you're still famous. I wish you had the same career arc as Aaron Carter. Aaron (laughs) Carter. Uh, If you knew who Aaron Carter was, that reference would kill, but... That's the one that I wrote. That hurt. Uh, What else? You're the the worst thing to come out of Canada since Canada. (laughs) I wrote that one earlier, and I thought that was fun. Uh, Bieber, thank you for letting me be here, man. Actually, you know what? You should thank me for being here. You should thank me for participating in your extremely transparent attempt to seem more likable to the public. Uh, I hope it doesn't work. Bieber, you're bad at singing, man. Man to man, I think you're bad at singing, Bieber. I think you're a really bad singer. I, I, I hate your singing. I think your voice stinks, Bieber. I'm not a fan of what you do with music. None of my friends are either. I asked my mom, and I want to let you know, Margaret Burris also hates your singing. We think it's bad. We don't think you're good at what you do. We understand that there's a market it appeals to, but we don't like it at all. Your singing sucks, B, but your songs are bad. I don't think you have a good voice. You have no range. Your voice has no range, just like Kevin Hart's acting. All right. All right, that's all I got. Thanks for letting me
1: try that out, y'all. Guys, keep it over Hannibal. the show going? You have so much show. This next comic is a real funny guy. He's a friend of the show. We love having him back. You guys give it up for Grant Pardee.
4: Great you, everybody. Wow, what a show, you guys. What a show. What a show. Oh, my gosh. It just keeps getting better. Here we go uh if you're uh, if you're not sure and if you're looking at me and you're like oh do i uh do I recognize that guy have I, have I seen him on something It's just because I have every hipster face ever that's why if you've seen a man under thirty, you've seen me probably uh that's exactly what I look like. I am camouflage, human camouflage. I could be anybody i'm nobody. What am I um, That's me, you guys. Hey, I am the absence of a person that's me that's how I like to introduce myself oh Come on. No, I'm doing pretty good. I, uh, big day for me, you guys. Uh, tomorrow's a big day. Uh, opening up a new business, a small business. Got to get in on this, baby. Yeah, opening up a small business. Uh, I think it's a pretty good idea. I'm opening a uh, donut shop called Whole Foods. Can't decide how I'm going to spend the millions. That was the first joke that I decided to tell you guys uh, as an audience. That's, uh, that's just how I wanted to start uh, this set off. With a uh, real corny pun, just so that we kind of have like, a, a floor level right there. <laughs> Had amazing jokes from Hannibal, uh, Cameron, and Rhea, and uh, Ahmed. They're like telling you personal jokes. I want to keep a distance between us. I want to make sure that you don't get inside uh, at all. You guys just stay arm's length away. <laughs> You guys probably know this because you follow my career very closely. And hey, if you're not, uh, make sure you do it, you guys. I'm huge on the internet. Follow me on Twitter. I am at uh, Twitter. Doc. I'm at uh, who is John Galt, and uh, you can also find me on Facebook at uh, Official uh, Atlas Shrugged Movie. Uh, and uh, I'm also just I'm just Ayn Rand on uh, on Instagram. So follow me on all those places. I really really appreciate it. Um, but, uh, but, you know, uh, th- this kind of happens, or it's happening with me, uh, which is like, uh, you know, I've been doing stand-up for a little while, but, I, but I'm getting to the point now where I don't really know how to write personal jokes anymore. You know, I used to, the, the, the previous themes, hey guys, if you'd seen me uh, a year or two years ago, my themes were basically this nobody wants to date me and I'm going to die alone. That was crowd killer. Uh, audiences love that one. They're like very relatable. And also the, the standby, of like I'm broke. I'm going to die broke. I'm never going to have any money. And uh, also there's no God and everything is meaningless. Those were kind of like my personal jokes. But unfortunately, you guys, my life's pretty fucking killer now. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know what to do aside from maybe just do like the Jay Leno thing of like shake all your guys' hands and maybe get some backslaps. I'll get out of here. We'll get on to the next comic. I think that could be pretty good. Uh, Look, guys, if you are not in a healthy relationship, get in on this shit. It fixes everything. Get a girlfriend. Get a boyfriend. It's so good. Oh, man. Oh, if you don't have one. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry for you. (laughs) It really It's a huge difference, but being in a healthy relationship, it's like the first healthy relationship I've ever been in. It's like so good, I can't say. It's like, it's like having a franchise quarterback for your life. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the only way to be. Unless the rest of your life is like the 2000 Ravens defense. You're not going anywhere with Trent Dilfer at uh, Boyfriend or Girlfriend. <coughs> that got the two awes from these guys, which are uh, the brothers of Trent Dilfer. No response over here because nobody follows football. Uh, <coughs> poor, poor reading of the audience right there. Just pretend I said Batman for a minute, and then uh, I think it would be pretty good. <coughs> And, uh, and you guys, man, poor, man, I'm just swimming in it, you fucking guys. I'm just so fucking swimming in the money. Hey, it's this new, it's this new economy. Oh, the tweeting and the lifting. Yeah, feeling like a rock star, man. I'm untouchable. Oh, God, feeling great. Oh, man. <laughs> tweeting jobs, yeah, that's, uh, that's where it's at. I, uh, I like to just kind of, like, uh, like, make up claims and just kind of see if anyone will call me out on it. You know, I'd be like, yeah, I'm the guy that invented Throwback Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> and just see if people would be like, are you sure? Yeah, 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 that was me. Because before me, people were just, like, posting childhood photos any day of the week. And I said, well, guys, let's get it together. Let's pick a day of the week. <laughs> How are Thursdays for everyone? Thursday's good? All right, let's do Thursdays. TBT has a good ring to it, you know? Can't do weekends, Saturday, Sunday. TBS, very funny. Not going <laughs> to happen. I don't think so. Got an empty life, you guys. Very empty. Very empty life. Got to brag about it to make it not seem so empty. Uh, (laughs) That's what's going on. Why do I keep doing stand up? Everything's so good. I hate myself. My dad never loved me. Duh, okay. (laughs) Clearly, you know, uh, obviously. Um, Yeah, it's all just about, uh, you know, try, you try. I I don't know if you guys go through this. Sometimes it's just like, what am I doing? What am I providing? Yes, I've got hot charisma and a chunky butt for a dude, but it's not getting appreciated. It's not going to appreciate the chunky butt. This is not a thing, unless I like, point it out, people aren't going to be like, hey man, your butt's looking pretty chunky today. And then I would say, thank you, but that's not happening as much. Um, I feel, I, I, think, I think I'm just kind of around to just like consume content, baby. I just want to be consuming all that content. Yes, yes, yes. Kimmy Schmidt, yes, you're in my head. You're the only thing that I'm thinking about. Can't remember anything else because I've just got that theme song stuck in my head. And, uh, and that's just sort of how it's been for, for my whole life, you know? I mean, uh, I think it's like my dad caught me consuming content at a young age. So to teach me a lesson, he sat me down and made me consume all of the content. And now I'm a god. Uh, so I just have all the references. Or I was just a product of a negligent household. That's one or the other. Yeah. You know, um, it affects you as an adult, you know, because you're not, like, sure what your real memories are from your TV memories. I'll be, like, mid-story and be like, I don't have an Uncle Joey. I just watched a lot of Full House at a formative age. Sorry about that. <laughs> Getting confused about whether or not I took Topanga or Winnie Cooper to prom. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and dating, can't decide. You can't, can't find the right girl. You're not going to find a girl that's a Tia in the streets and a Tamara between the sheets. Doesn't exist. <laughs> I don't even want to be a comedy. I mean, I love comedy. I love comedy, man. I'm a comedy fan, you know, more than anything. I love comedy. It's very cool. I, I, uh, you know, but it's a bummer, too, Like, because, like, last year, last couple years, it's just been, like, all, like, the, like, old role models of comedy, like, just went down in flames. You know, like, Bill Cosby, it's a bummer to even say his name out loud, you know, and Woody Allen and the Ron Williams thing is a bummer. Just, just, just bummers, man. I mean, thankfully I'm here, you know, doing it, but, like... (laughs) That was a tough year, you know? And then, like, it comes. the more it comes out, and the more that we understand, like, comedy's very... I love listening to comedy. I like listening to podcast stuff. It's very therapeutic to hear that other people's lives are terrible. So I'm like, okay, my life's not so terrible, too. This person's funny and terrible. And then as a comedian, it kind of makes sense, too, because you just need the love and acceptance of strangers because you didn't have it in childhood, as we established, you know? The only thing that I really want in my life is just one day receive, like, a greeting card that says, Grant, you're wonderful. Thinking about you all the time. Love strangers you've never met. That's all I really want uh, in my life. Uh, but uh, but I wonder, you know, because it, it comes out that uh, comedians are sociopaths, you know, and, and I think I think that's probably true. I think most comedians are like there's something wrong with them, and I think that's okay. If you listen to any episode of What the Fuck with Mark Barron, this is definitely true, you know, we, we definitely are. Uh, but then what I want to know is that uh, are all sociopaths funny? You know, that's what I maybe maybe there's some maybe we could just fix society that way. If you can see somebody that's kind of like a little dangerous, just give them a podcast. <laughs> If we could have just given Charles Manson an improv group to be fanatical about, I think we would have been totally fine. This is how I would have solved it. Thanks very much, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank
1: you. Give it all for Grant, you guys. Let's hear it for Grant. This has been great so far. How are you guys feeling about it? Oh, you have a very smiley face, sir, with the beard. Don't get stressed and move your eyes around. (laughs) How's your day going? Yeah, what'd you do today? You worked, what do you do for a living? You work for the AIDS Healthcare Foundation? Thanks for doing that. A stranger nodded just hearing of the concept of your job. That means you do good work. Thanks for doing that. That's nice of you to do that. We appreciate it, right? The audience, you heartless (laughs) bastards. a little bit of a last man on earth thing going on have you been getting that since the show debuted almost constantly every day are you okay yeah okay that's the that's the the best and most la answer i love that yeah i mean like he's kind of supposed to look like he's unkempt but i like the show (laughs) that's cool Very nice to have you here, sir. Um, Also, you have a sparkle top on. It's hard to miss that beautiful sparkle top. Let's hear for that sparkle top, guys. Sometimes you just make a little extra effort, the rest of the audience, and you too could get a round of applause for yourselves. (laughs) Like this gentleman who's wearing a two-piece suit. You look great. Does it have a jacket? no, it doesn't have a jacket? You were like, I want matching vest and pants, no jack. <laughs> <laughs> i like, yeah, it is, hey, I've been to LA, I get what you're saying. <laughs> but you know it gets colder at night. <laughs> God, I love these conversations we're having. The most LA conversations in the world, oh, you're going to want to bring a jacket. <laughs> I mean, you can roll the sleeves down, but that's not going to do it. <laughs> Yeah, it does get warm here. You're right. Um, I still think, though, like, for as a look, you know, just like it's something to think about committing to eventually. You seem young, but I just mean like five, ten years down the line. Like, you're not, you know, you're going to, you know what I mean? You're going to grow up and you're going to want all three of the pieces. (laughs) What do you do for a living now? What do you do for a living you wait tables exactly. So right now, them sleeves being up—that's that's an asset. You know, it's very—it's very like here are our specials. You know, like it's like I, if I ever see a, a waiter with the a server with the sleeves rolled down, I, what what are they doing? What kind of what kind of restaurant are they running? Too slow. Nobody obviously nobody comes here because you're not worried about dragging your sleeves through my food. So there's not a high turnaround on tables, and therefore that food is shitty. But someday you're going to own a restaurant, kid, you know? (laughs) Or be an actor, right? Actually, that's probably more it. (laughs) Oh, I went to an audition today, and here's the thing, you guys. I was the only person in this particular... um... At the time that I was there, I was the only person that was in the casting office that was for the role that I was there for. Uh, And everybody else was a 15-year-old girl uh, that was wearing short shorts because the role called for a slutty outfit. And I know that because one of the girls left, and as she was leaving the room said, now I can finally take off this slutty outfit! <laughs> Which is a very funny thing to say. But also, like, God, oh my God. I mean, 15-year-olds that, like... Here's the thing about 15-year-olds that are in this business. Like, they had, like, binders and color-coded shit, and they were all carrying their own headshot, like, just, like, a headshot of, like, their moms were there. Just like, Mom! Mom, just wait outside the room! You take the headshot! They're paperless! They're paperless! Like, it was crazy. (laughs) To just watch that level of, like, commitment and knowing what you are, you know, it's amazing to see. And, um, I don't know how people figure it out so young. I also, like, hope they're okay. You know, sometimes if you get that job that young, then stuff gets stressful after that. Get a lot of money, and then your life is weird all of a sudden. I just want to make it by my late 30s. <laughs> when I can really appreciate it, you know? <laughs> when I already have all the friends I'm ever going to need. <laughs> Won't need to meet anybody new. And I will already think drugs are like, meh, you know. <laughs> it's good to have enough money to buy drugs after you're like, Ugh, <laughs> I'm like I can't possibly. <laughs> Guys, we got three comics left on the show. Are you ready for three more amazing comics? Each of them is great. This next comic, well, you've seen her on MTV's Girl Code and here at the UCB where she performs a lot. Let's hear right now for Nicole Bayer, guys. Get up for the go. <laughs>
5: Just kidding, I don't sound like that. I sound like a basic white girl or a sassy gay man. (laughs) But ladies, I asked a very important question. Have you ever put a Snickers bar in your pussy and really let someone eat you out? No, good. Because that Snickers bar would melt and you would have peanuts and nougat in your pussy. And pussies are not for carrying around snacks, it's for carrying around dicks and fists. I love that joke. You guys, I'm single. (laughs) Imagine that! because I'm not super picky. If I fall in love with a guy, cool. If I fall in love with a girl, great. If I fall in love with a Cheeto, I'ma eat it. <laughs> and that will be my only fat joke, I promise. They don't go over super well in LA because I feel like it's an audience full of like thin people who are like, oh my god, why is she joking about eating? She
0: gets to do it. <laughs>
5: Guys, have any of you ever been to Nashville? Yes, the people who didn't woo or clap after the show get on a bus and go. I fucking love Nashville. My kind of people are there. People start drinking at noon. There's live music. There's a lot of white boys there. And oh, wait, I love a white boy. Oh, Lord. And they're just hillbilly enough down there to make me wonder if they're going to kiss me or lynch me. I love flirting with danger, literally. The people who went, oh, shut up, room full of white people. <laughs> you don't get to be shocked by that. <laughs> Your ancestors lynched mine. <laughs> okay, too far. Um, uh, I'm single for a reason, methinks. Um, I, uh, I had a string of events happen. Uh, I was in bed one night, rolled over and found a full strip of bacon. And instead of being like, what are you doing with your life? You're not making your bed warm for love. I was like, ooh, a snack. And then I ate it. You guys, there's more, okay. Um, I was out to dinner with my best friend, Sashir, who's, like, usually, like, 110% behind me in the wrong ways. But uh, this guy was sitting next to us, and he was very handsome, and he, like, blinked at me, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm in love. I'm going to give him my number. I'm going to write it on this post-it I have in my purse. Sashir's like, why do you have a post-it? And I was like, that's a story for a different time. I steal office supplies. And... um, So I write my name and number on this post-it. He's smoking a cigarette outside. I go outside, slam it on his chest, and go, do what you want, what you want with my body. Do what you want, what you want with my body. And then he just went, "Ugh!" He was so upset with me, he couldn't form words. You guys, there's more. This story doesn't leave this theater, okay? I, um, I got really drunk and drunk drove to Jack in the Box. And I don't condone drunk driving. It's very, very, very bad, but I was hungry. Um, so I get, to the, I get to Jack in the Box and I look at the lady and I go, I didn't even like order at the box. I just drove to the window and I was like, give me all your french fries. <laughs> And she was like, I can give you an order. I said, all the ones you have. I want the, all the ones you have in the back. And then she's like, okay. And I was like, good, we understand each other. And uh, she gives me my french fries and I go, thank you. Thank you for my babies. <laughs> I call these French fries my babies. I then put them in the passenger seat, buckled them up, swerved, swerved home, get to my garage, open the door, get out to let my babies out, open the door, they fall on the floor without skipping a beat, I go, not nah, my babies! And in that moment, I was like, nobody wants to fucking date a garbage monster
0: <laughs>
5: because that's what you are when you eat off the floor. Hey guys, I got back in the dating game. I say it like I was in a relationship. I wasn't. Um, I just wasn't trying to get fucked very hard. But, uh, I started receiving messages from an inmate. I guess if you know my full name and gmail.com it's not super hard to figure out my email address. But, um, I started corresponding with this inmate, and he had terrible grammar and terrible spelling. And I was telling my roommate about it, and I was like, John, this is a deal-breaker! And he was like, not that he's in jail. <laughs> And then I was like, I should reevaluate my life. Um, I start, <laughs> I started doing OK Cupid. Ugh. Man, I wish there was like a Yelp for OK Cupid, so like I could read a review of a dude before I go meet him. You know, it's like John, 26, doesn't eat pussy. Next, <laughs> Carl, 30, short, big dick. No, maybe. Jonathan, 28. Big dick, eats pussy, will never call back. I'm in! I just gotta get deep-dicked once. (laughs) Oh, I'm sad. Okay. I'm gonna leave you guys with the most uplifting story of my life. Just kidding, it's horrible. So... (laughs) I was on a red-eye from LAX to JFK, and I sit down, and the flight attendant was a very flamboyant man named Carlton. And he was like, ooh, I know who you are! P.S., I'm wearing a nameplate that says Nicole. And uh, he goes, you're Nicole! And I was like, oh, how did you know? He's like, your nameplate necklace! But also, I know you from the girl codes. And I was like, sure, the girl codes. And uh, he's like, do you want a drink? And I was like, sure. He's like, what are you drinking? And I was like, a vodka soda. So he comes back with three airplane bottles of vodka, a sip of soda. So I was like, game on. So I drink that. He comes back around, he's like, do you want another? And I was like, yes. Three more. And I was like, we're playing. Uh, drink that. This time there's like no soda. And then he comes back again, he's like, do you want another one? And I was like, I don't notice a no. Um, so I drink nine of those airplane bottles of vodka. And then had a party by myself. I started watching Back to the Future like I'd never seen it before. I was knee slapping, punching the seat. The guy next to me was like, shh. And I was like, Christopher Lloyd. And then the plane lands at JFK. I get off. uh, Shake Shack, which is a delicious burger place, is open. And I was like, Jesus loves his little baby. So (laughs) I then like go up, order my food, and the guy goes, oh, I assume you're Nicole. And I went, you know my name because I'm famous! Famous people don't have to announce their fame. But then I take my burger, and I was like, I gotta pee. So I go to the bathroom, sit down, start peeing, let's get real, taking a shit, and and I was like, this food smells so good. So then I start eating this fucking burger while I'm shitting. Yeah, and then I realized what I was doing. So then I start crying. So now I'm crying, eating a burger, taking a shit. And I was like, I know what will make me happy, singing. So... So then I start singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow as I'm crying, eating a burger, taking a shit. And then I notice feet next to me. And instead of like just being quiet, I knock on the partition. And I go, I'm not normally like this. (laughs) And then she stayed there for a long time. She was like trying to outwait me to see what kind of fucking garbage monster was next to her. And then I was like, there's so many women in this bathroom. So then I just said to no one, I was like, I'm okay. (laughs) You guys have been wonderful. I'm Nicole Byer.
1: beneath all of our wings that lady you guys ready to keep the show going we got two more comics for you they're both awesome this next comic it's his first time on the show so we love to go crazy when there's a new comic on the show you guys give it up for Corey gonzalez mccure everybody
6: thank you how's it going you guys having having a good night yeah Yeah. Yeah? all right settle down down. Uh, i'm actually from new zealand any new zealanders in the audience yeah. yeah? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> all right, just go of it, just go of it. Um, are you Actually, whereabouts are you from? Oh, my dad's from Christchurch. Oh, but, so you're, but so your dad's from Christchurch, but are you from, you're just from here. So, and, yeah, no, okay, so that, that's, that's fine. I can do my proper show now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. At least you, you know where New Zealand is. Um, I've been here for, for a couple of weeks, and I did a show in Long Beach. Anyone uh, been to Long Beach before? Pretty cool if you, if you want to join a gang or, um, or get stabbed at a gig, uh, which almost happened. Uh, and somebody, I don't know where New Zealand was. A lady asked me, um, she actually asked me if we have internet in New Zealand. And um, but we, do, we don't, but um, it's uh, still pretty rude, I thought. So what's the big news in New Zealand? It's quite a small country. Um, this week, I've been away, so um, I was reading the number one news this week. Uh, the New Zealand Army. Uh, we have an army, in case you guys didn't know. Um, it's actually just like 12 guys that drive around in a truck. And, um, and uh, uh, a list came out of how much money we're spending on weapons this year. And apparently we're spending $20,000 on crossbows. So, yeah, so look out, I reckon. Um, no, you're sitting there laughing, you're like, oh, what do you need them for? You don't need them. But uh, I reckon, you know, we might need them, you know. Especially when, um, when the Romans attack us, it's just going to be... It's fucking Romans. I, uh, I might be going to prison soon. Uh, New Zealand's quite funny. Um, for an overdue DVD. Uh, a couple of years ago, I got a movie out and I ended up losing it. And then a couple, of year- uh, a couple of months ago, I get a letter from the government saying, if you don't pay the overdue DVD fine, you can face a higher fine and or imprisonment. So, I'm freaking out. I've got this vision of me in jail, surrounded by like murderers and drug dealers and like gang members. And when they ask me what I'm in there for, I'm gonna have to go, um, have you guys seen Jumanji? <laughs> yeah, I lost it. Uh, uh, so in New Zealand's, uh, I, num- I, I take everything, I've got OCD, I take everything way too literally and it affects like, the music that I listen to. And uh, the number one song in New Zealand this week is a song by a guy called uh, Stan Walker and the song's called Little Black Box. And it goes, There's
2: a little black box, yeah, somewhere in the ocean holding all the truth about
4: love.
6: Don't get me wrong, like, uh, <laughs> stop it. Um, like, don't get me wrong, I, I think love is the most beautiful thing in the world. But we should really find out what happened to that plane. <laughs> <laughs> the families need to know. Okay. I'm actually like that with heaps of music, heaps of songs. Um, what's another song that I don't get? Um, oh, Creed. You guys seem like big Creed fans. Yeah. <laughs> are they still a thing? Is that still a thing here? I don't know. Uh, they got that song that goes, i a down." That one. That song. <laughs> it sounds exactly like that. Um, that song makes no sense whatsoever. Like, If you read the chorus, it sounds. It actually looks quite innocent enough because the chorus goes, hold me down, I'm six feet from the edge and I'm thinking, maybe six feet ain't so far down. So it sounds innocent enough. But then when you break it down, it makes no sense whatsoever because the second half of the chorus goes, uh, maybe six feet ain't so far down. So he's on the edge of somewhere and there's a six foot drop. But then the first half of the chorus goes, I'm six foot from the edge, so he's like... I, uh, anyone here seen a movie called What We Do in the Shadows? Uh, oh yeah, okay, uh, I'm in that movie, that's why I'm here. We uh, came back here for the premiere, it's only screened in like two theatres in all of America, so that's, no one knows who the fuck I am, alright. Um, <laughs> but I, I did a, I did a, uh, an online interview about it when I was in New York, and um, they, uh, I figured out that like, a, a single spelling mistake can really kind of like fuck up your career, and um, they asked me um, what my hobbies were, uh, make sure that if you ever get asked that that the interviewer knows that the word wrapping is spelt with two Ps um, uh, came across pretty badly in that interview, I'll be honest sold out in Long Beach though, so that's pretty cool um, Oh God! I hope tonight goes well. I um, I've got a weird thing now that whenever I do a gig that a gig that doesn't go that well, um, instead of going home and like going over what I could have done differently, I just I just lie in bed and think about how much I just, just hate anyone who does CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> so I go on tour quite a bit. Um, i, I perform, like everywhere. Like, oh. Like, there's some places. Um, Like here, performed here tonight. Um, (laughs) Long Beach, told you about that. Good gig in Long Beach. Um, But like in New Zealand, like I go on tour quite a bit and like, you know you're in a small town and it probably is the same here in America. You go to a small town, you can tell it's a small town because when you go to a strip club and the strippers use their real names as opposed to performers' names, so like you go to, like the big strip clubs they 're all called like Phoenix or Sapphire or Esmeralda, or 't know something like that and I should, you know I was in a place called Taranaki in New Zealand, and um, i uh, I went to the strip club, and uh, the stripper she, she got out and um, she probably would have been like mid 30s to forty um, probably like six months pregnant, I reckon um, like all the tattoos had spelling mistakes, um, Then she gets on stage, and the m c goes he goes. All right, guys, please give it up for Susan Williams. Uh, I'm just going to leave you guys with this. Um, Thank you for hearing me, though. um, I'm coming back in a couple of months. You can come to my shows then, too. But it's just going to be the same shit, so I don't know. Um, Um, uh, I was living in New Zealand uh, in a flatting situation, so with some friends, like with roommates, and uh, I had a falling out with one of, my, one of the girls I was living with, and uh, we hated each other. Like, she's actually a dick. Like, her name's Hannah Sweeney, look her up on Facebook if you can. Um, <laughs> and I got to the point she wasn't that smart she was quite dumb and it got to the point where I could kind of like fuck with her head and she wouldn't realise it so in New Zealand we've got a thing called uh, My Sky which is kind of like TiVo over here so you record a programme you can fuck off do whatever then come back and watch it so what I'd do was like I'd be at home during the day and I uh, My Sky'd who wants to be a millionaire and memorised all the answers and then I um, waited for her to, to come home that night and be like, oh, hey, should we watch some TV? And I was like, yeah, sweet. And then I'm pretend, cause I'd memorize all the answers and then pretend to like, oh, what's this new show? And then, all right, let's watch that. So um, well, who wants to be a millionaire? You've got 15 questions, right? So for the first five, I kind of played it cool. So like the host put out the options and he goes, uh, and then I was like, oh, I think the answer is D. And then the host goes, yep, the answer is D. And then my flatmate's like, oh, my God, Corey, how on earth did you get that? And I was like, oh, just a lucky guess. You know, it's a, you know, one out of four. It's just multiple choice, not that hard to get. Um, then for the second lot of five questions, I kind of stepped it up a notch. I, um, I guessed what the answers were before they gave you the options. So, so the host is like, what's the capital city of Norway? And I was like, Oslo. Then Oslo comes up as one of the options. And the host goes, yep, the answer is B, Oslo. And then she's like shaking by this point. She's like, oh. She's like, oh, my God, Corey, how on earth did you get that? And I was like, oh, you know, I studied geography at university, um, you know, I'm quite good at general knowledge and stuff. <laughs> but, um, but then for the third lot of five questions, this is what fucked it up. I, um, I guess what the questions were. <laughs> uh, you guys have been great. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you very much.
1: Guys, one final comic tonight. He is one of our all-time favorites on the show. I fucking love him. Uh, you guys might know him from his podcast. Who charted? Let's hear it right now for Howard Kremer. You guys, give it up for Howard! Thank you.
7: Hey, gang. I'll tell you a little about myself. I could be any villain in the movie Taken. (laughs) Your kid gets stolen, fly over to Bulgaria, shoot the first hundred guys that look like me. You'll get your daughter back. (laughs) Hey, gang. Whoa. Hey, uh... Hey, how about this Apple Watch? Man, who's, anybody have it yet? I'm not so sure about this Apple Watch, gang. It looks pretty good, but I don't know. I'll tell you this, until they're two for 20 bucks, advantage Applebee's. Advantage Applebee's. (laughs) I Ubered over here, gang. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar, Um, but you Uber, it takes you places. Anybody? (laughs) So great. And um, the thing is, you can do Spotify to it now. You can hook Spotify to it. So you're the DJ. You know? That's what I do now, I'm the DJ. So, so, what I did is, I, I downloaded a bunch of xenophobic hate speeches. And, uh. Advantage Applebee's. <laughs> so great. Hey, uh. Shazam's a good one. I'm probably older than some of you, but I know my way around the apps. I got, uh. I got my finger on the pulse of youth culture. I know what you're doing. But um, Shazam's one you're into. Me too. I I would shot a man just to Shazam his screams. I'll tell you a little about myself, gang. Uh, I got my finger on the pulse of youth culture. Who you into? Musically. It's hard. There's a lot of choices. Uh, Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> He's one of the choices. Kravitz. Whoa. 2015. Well, he did the Super Bowl. That was good. He brought it. I thought they would not over Kravitz it. I was curious, what's the Katy Perry Kravitz dynamic going to be? You know, sexual, steamy, fiery, brother, sister, (laughs) friends, acquaintances, Katniss and the dude she wanted to do before she got into the thing with the other guy. So there's a lot of ways to go with it. Kravitz is a good choice. Give it up. Um, I'm into it. I'm into it. Taylor Swift, she's out there. Uh, People are turning on her now because she went pop. They're they're not ready for it. It was like Dylan going electric. Ruffled a lot of feathers. And, um, people remember when she was country, she started off. She had that song where she's like the girl on the bleachers. She's crying because the other, the pretty girl got the guy. You know that one? She was Taylor Swift. She was upset because the pretty girl is the one who got the guy. Show me that high school where Taylor Swift is the ugly chick. I'll go substitute teach there right now. I I I I I need an exit out of this biz. I'm looking for the door. I pitch shows during the day, wish me luck, gang. I'll do it daytime. I don't need it. It's just like tel- it's just like this, but it's like it's intense. I go in, I got good show ideas. I'll be like, hey guys, butter ghost. Butter ghost. She was a beautiful lady, she was living her life, then she died, then she comes back. The ghost, not as
0: attractive.
7: Butter ghost. Pretty good. I could sell it. Hey, uh, well, uh, SpongeBob movie, I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to see it. I don't need to see it. It's not a central viewing. I'm I'm, I'm super into the ocean and all the stuff that's going on down there. But, like, SpongeBob, that's like a land-based universe. You know what I mean? That's like... There's furniture and, t- like, rooms. There's some roads, so I won't see it, gang. <laughs> not gonna go. A lot of people they're into space or think they're into space. They want there to be stuff in space, but there's all that stuff in the ocean, and nobody cares. If you're, you know, it's like you're not gonna be a space ambassador. You know what I mean? You're not gonna be riding around with a Wookie. If you're not out trying to talk to dolphins. You're not gonna do shit with space. <laughs> you ever talk to dolphins? See, but you're not gonna go talk to t- space. <laughs> I mean, it's just not—it's not realistic to think you, to you you would, you guys. Um. While well, we do, I mean, mostly we just put. We take food out and we put garbage in. I think that's what we're going to do if we find stuff up there. But there's not shit up there, so don't worry about it. (laughs) There's nothing up there but rocks and math. That's it. (laughs) Am I supposed to get off? Am I supposed to get off? I think so, yeah. Hey, guys, we got other shows coming. And actually, I'm on the 11 o'clock show. If you want to come see me freestyle rap against other comedians and the audience, stick around here for another couple hours. It'd be great. Hey, guys, thank you so much. You're a great crowd. UCB, UCB Franklin, Fox Sunset, UCB Franklin.
0: Howard Kramer,
1: you guys. Let him hear it. Give it up for all the comics you've seen tonight and for Cameron Esposito we will be back next week at Tuesday at 8 p.m. See you next
0: week. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to cover your hands together. Put your hands together.